Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Couple XY Podcast. I'm Rosie. And I'm Brian. And this is the podcast where we drink aha, and talk about stuff. Yay! Have you ever thought about doing an intro song? Yes, no. Why? I was just wondering. <laughs> I, I, like, at some point, we might get enough listeners and someone would be like, hey, I should really have intro music. And then I'd be like, yeah, we should probably do that. Mm-hmm. And make this, bring this up to the next level. Make it. Oh, I can get my my uh, coworkers to help me make a jingle because we write jingles on our off time. Awesome. I, I think you can actually pretty easily get music. Mm. I want to do it myself if I do do it. Okay. I can do. I can make something from GarageBand. All right. Uh, the uh, um, one of the podcasts I'm listening to right now. Uh, and do you do this with podcasts? When you find a podcast you like, you go back and you start at the beginning. Yes, I try to. Um, I, I tried to with Eliza Schlesinger's, Schlesinger's podcast, um, but like I, the days just get away from me, and she updates you know every Wednesday, so I kind of just I I don't binge her podcast. I need to start binging her podcast, but yeah, um, I did that with um, Bat Jamila Jamil's Bad Dates. You know who Jamila Jamil is? Jamila Jamil. You've seen her. Okay, I don't. I thought there was a sports person named that, but mm-hmm. she's the tall, beautiful Indian lady from um, uh, bu- 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 oh, good, the good place. The good place. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Now I know where I know the name. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So she has a very fun podcast called Bad Dates, where um, com- comedians and actors and funny and other people uh, she invites onto the show. They talk about their worst dates they've ever had, mm. and it's great. It, there's some horrible, horrible dates that have happened to people. <laughs> it's so fun. Uh, so what, what podcast are you listening to? Um, oh, I have to, I, it's it, new. No, it's actually years old, but I, uh, it's new to you. Yeah. I, I actually just, it popped up on my, my, you know, suggested one day and I was like, oh, that sounds good. And it is war and conquest. And Neil Eckerd is, I think the guy's name. And I've heard of him. And he is not like. It's not a per- like he didn't do this. He kind of like us. We just started, right? And like some of the things, like listening to his early stuff and how he's growing his podcast. He's like, oh yeah, well this week I actually bought advertisement to try to get more listeners. And he's like, oh well, I had listeners say they wanted intro music, so that's what I started doing. But I don't have a very big library, so if you want different intro music, send me money, <laughs> send me an iTunes gift card, and what music you want, and I will. Do my best to put it on there if it fits in something I like. That's nice. Um, I'm sure we can find something on SoundCloud. And then he's like, he did like some collaborations. He's like, and if you want me to collaborate with somebody, let them know and let me know and we'll try to do it. So I, I don't know how big he is now. I mean, like I said, I'm back in his like first year mm-hmm. when he's kind of like, it, it, it's very reminiscent of us, although I think he got more popular and has a bigger following, but he also advertises. We did. He, we never have. Right. So one of we should start. Meh. I mean, it doesn't cost us anything to do this, so it's not right. No. So one of the things was like he was uh, uh, working for the school district, so he was like podcasting from a school. Oh. Just using their equipment, kind of like we do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. When you have the resources, it's kind of it's much easier to just like start a podcast. Yeah, I think these mics are pretty expensive. Oh yes, yes. They are expensive. Yes, this is good equipment. <laughs> um, yes, we are. We but are fortunate to have this little setup. But weirdly, there's some podcasts that I'll go back and I'll start from the beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, now I'll skip a few episodes, especially if they're long episodes and don't really fit narrative. They're kind of like one-off episodes, mm-hmm. and 
what I'll do is like during hunting season when I'm driving up to uh, my dad's to go hunt with him, I'll like listen to these hour and a half long podcasts that are not something that I because his podcasts are about 30, 45 minutes. Okay. That's short. Yeah, so what I try to do is that's like my my first one of the day going to and from work is I'll listen to that one, and then I'll pop over to one of my other ones, like Bro History is one, or if Dan mm-hmm. Carlin puts something out, or something like that, I'll listen to one of those, and because those are usually a couple, an hour and a half, two hours sometimes, longer, mm-hmm. and I'll listen to one of those, and I'll just like chunks of those at a time after I've listened to my other one first. It's like my second one. Because I listen to podcasts on my way to work, and then when I'm eating lunch, so people don't talk to me. Oh, you put your earbuds in? Oh, yeah. <laughs> that, don't talk to me. I'm listening to my podcast. That's the really good thing about wired earbuds, too. They're more more noticeable. Yes. So fewer people talk to you. You need to make friends at work. <laughs> I have friends at work. <laughs> I feel like you need to be more personable. But Probably. Yeah. But I'm just... I feel like people are put off by you a little bit. I think so. Because you're a little standoffish. I'm I'm very... I think I'm very much like a, a, a Gen X. Yes. And so... Welcome to Couple XY. Yeah. So, like, <laughs> I'm very much like a, a smart ass mm-hmm. and very, like, not... Yeah, I get... You're, I, ab- you're abrasive and blunt. Yes. Yeah. And then what happens is I'm not that person... You just have to be able to have, like, you got to understand that I'm always joking. I'm never, I'm never serious. I don't dislike you. Mm-hmm. And actually, when you insult me, if it's good, I'm like, that's good. <laughs> I walked in the other day, and, like, I got insulted by a guy, and uh, my boss um, was there. I'm not kind of my boss, I guess, my, my, my leader. And um, she didn't hire me. She can't fire me. So I don't know if you'd call that your boss or not. <laughs> she didn't hire you and can't fire you. Right. Okay, so she's that she's above you. Yes, she's like a supervisor. Yes, I guess supervisor would be a better word to say than boss. Yeah. Okay, so my supervisor was there, and she's younger, like in her twenties, and he insulted me, and she was taken aback, and I was just like, "That's good." <laughs> yeah, it, it's definitely a generational thing for sure. Yeah. Um, I think one of the reasons we get along is because I'm probably the most, I am definitely, blunt. Like, I say what's on my mind and at work and um, at home, and I'm just very honest with people. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people don't like that. <laughs> yeah, I'm honest, too, and I think it's almost to my detriment because, like, I'm very much in the mindset of I never put blame on anybody else, and I never take credit for anything I didn't personally do. Mm-hmm. And if someone takes credit for something I did, I don't rat them out. Oh. Yeah. Like, I'm like, I I have this thought that, like, everything will end up where it should in the end. Mm. But you have to kind of, you just have to keep on a very steady path and stick to your morality. Mm. See, yeah, I'm kind of in the mindset, like, I always say the squeaky wheel gets the grease. Mm -hmm. So you have to ask for things. Mm. So. Okay. I always ask for forgiveness, never permission. Mm. But I mean, like. Yeah, like career-wise and ambition, ambition-wise, like you have to ask for things. You have to ask for that raise. You have to ask for that promotion. Um, ask like what steps you can take to get a promotion and stuff like that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, well, that is a that's, that's a good opinion to have. That would most oh. likely be a popular opinion. <laughs> and you know what? Oh my god! <laughs> what? 
Sometimes you might have an unpopular opinion. <laughs> you just saw your chance and you just snuck in there. I just, I, I leapt at the chance to segue this mother into unpopular opinions based off of internet stuff. Hooray! The internet's list of po- unpopular opinions from so, Redditors and other people. Absolutely, because that's, it's good. Yeah, because that's the front page of the internet, according to Reddit. I love it. <laughs> Mm. All right. So, yes, today we're going to talk about unpopular opinions. And we're going to... Do you have a timer started? No, I don't even have my phone anymore. I just leave my phone over there. Oh, I'll get it. Oh, thank you. You don't have to get it, but I was just going to watch the ticker again. But then again, that's one of the most endearing things about us, I think, is what my sister has said, is that uh, we always forget to start the timer. So, we will keep that tradition, and I will start the timer as soon as I find my clock app for some reason, is always hard for me to find. Okay, one hour. Start. Okay, now we're going. All right. So, you got a list. I think I have a list. I don't know if they're the same list or not. What is your list your list's title? I don't know. <laughs> the most unpopular opinions from this week that completely divided the internet. Oh, okay. I have 23 of the most divisive unpopular opinions of 2022. Okay, well, start. Okay. One. Number one, believing that Beyonce is a creative genius is the musical equivalent of believing that professional wrestling is real. Do you want to read the little, do you have, do you have like stuff underneath it to explain yes. it further? Okay. Yes, let's do that. Do you, do you want to get into this one? I guess the first thing we should do is like decide if we want to talk about it or not. Okay. What? I'm good with talking about this one. Like if there's one that you're just not interested in, you're like, oh, that's just, I have nothing to say about that. We'll just mm-hmm. skip it. Gotcha. Gotcha. Um, do you want me to... Like, this guy, this Redditor, has a lot to say about Beyonce. Has a lot to say about Beyonce. Okay. <laughs> um, how do, what, well, I'll just. Uh, yeah. I agree. You agree? You agree. I, I myself am not, I don't enjoy that, that style of music. Mm-hmm. So I'm already jaded to Beyonce for that. Mm-hmm. I think, though, that the team behind Beyonce is a, marketing machine and she has put herself in an advantageous position and she has made the most of it and that's about all i know i know she has huge hits sometimes she is she's still married to jay-z i don't know um don't care somebody got divorced i don't know if it was a kardashian or beyonce (laughs) or both i don't know all of them Um, so um but beyond that um i don't i don't necessarily find that she just has the chops and maybe that's because she was just, she popped up. She was Destiny's Child. Right. And it she was the backbone of Destiny's Child, for sure. Absolutely. The, the front the front runner. Um, front woman. Woman. Um, anything else to say about it? Um, I just don't, like, think that she is one of those people who, like, even though she can sing probably very well, mm-hmm. um, hers is, she's a performer. Right. So... I think that's her whole thing. Her music is catchy. It's good. It's got sometimes a message, sometimes not. You know, sometimes you want to put a ring on it. Sometimes you don't. (laughs) Maybe in a box to the left. It's all over the place kind of. But uh, her music's decent, I guess, in a way. I I guess I know some of her music. But I don't think she is the one who's just writing her own songs and, like, just living for music. Mm -hmm. I feel like she was just made, created. Okay. Uh, I, I agree. Um... I can, I'm going to make a comparison. We have 
singer slash performers like Beyonce and like Taylor Swift. And then we have people like Adele. Right. That's who came to my mind. Yes. Adele is like solid talent. Um, she writes her own songs. Alicia Keys is another one that yeah. I think is amazingly talented. I don't love Alicia Keys' music. I don't either. I'm not a huge fan of her, mm-hmm. but I do believe she is extremely talented. Yes. These are so- singers and songwriters, like solid singers and songwriters. And Adele just has, you know, this unbelievable powerhouse of a voice and this control over her over her vocal cords and her projection and everything. And I don't think Beyonce could hold a candle to her mm-hmm. just singing, you know? Like, Adele, Adele's voice is captivating. Like, all you need to hear is her voice. Mm-hmm. Beyonce, I don't know... I don't think people go to Beyonce's concerts to hear her sing. I think they go for her performances. Right. And and that's the same thing with, yeah, like uh, Britney Spears would be another one. And um, I think Taylor Swift is a, a little bit different because although hers is now, like, I think a performance, I think she started out as more. She started out, more. you know, writing her own songs and singing and doing the country thing. And mm-hmm. that was cute. And she has definitely progressed. Yes, uh, I will say that <laughs> there's another unpopular opinion. I think Taylor Swift is not is is okay. She's not worth fourteen thousand dollars for a ticket. Truth, 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 truth. It's insane. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't understand the hype. I would not. There is if we are really that bad off as a country, then this shouldn't be stuff that we spend money on. You know <laughs> right. what I mean? Yeah, I mean, it is true that this dad spent $14,000 to get his daughters to the, a Taylor Swift concert, and that is just insane to me. Like, that's so much money mm-hmm. to see Taylor Swift. That's a car. That is a car. A very cheap car nowadays, but a car. Yeah, that's that's like half a down payment on a house. It's mm-hmm. it's a significant amount of money. Uh, excuse me, beer burps. Um, let's see. Next. All right. Uh, let's see. Most Zoomers are not good with computers. What's a Zoomer? That's a... Gen Z Boomer? In between Gen Z Boomer? What is a Zoomer? I'm going to Google that. We we looked this up before. Zillennials... Are in between Gen Z and Millennials? Yeah. The term no. Zoomers refers to the members of Generation Z or people born in the late 90s or early... No, what? Or people born in the late 90s and early 2000s. The term is a play on the term boomer and refers to the fast-paced nature of Gen Z's upbringing amidst the explosion of technology and culture. Oh, so it's lives oh. as a Zoomer. Live as a Zoomer. Wait. Yes. I guess 2006 is early. Early 2000s. Okay. Yeah. I don't know if we get that or not. Late 1900s. Late, late 1990s. Late 1990s and early 2000s. Okay, so she might not be in Zoomer. Mm-hmm. All right, but uh, they think they are, but that's mainly because thousands of geniuses spent decades figuring out how to make computers easy to use, and they take that for granted. But on average, their fundamental understanding of technology mm-hmm. in general is less than the average member of Gen X or Y. Mm-hmm. Um. Did, let's see, I think Offspring would agree with me <laughs> that she's not good at using a, a computer. Right. I don't think she understands applications of on computers, how to use the fundamentals of Microsoft Office mm-hmm. or Suite. Um, but I, I do believe that she is, she's extremely tech savvy, and this is 
for this whole, I think that generation is, they're extremely tech savvy with very easy to use stuff, but truthfully, they don't have that deeper knowledge right. of how to, I don't think, like, do you remember shortcut keys and stuff like that? Like, yes. Yeah. So. She doesn't know shortcut keys. Right. So was, I live on shortcut keys. Like that is what makes my um, workflow so fast is because I memorized all the shortcut keys mm. for um, my, uh, for Adobe um, products. Um, yeah, I think, I think the difference between Zoomers and millennials is that I think millennials have, like, grew up when technology was chain, was, was maybe not as changing as fast as Zoomers, um, but we grew up in the transition. So we learned, so we, like, I, I have gone through so many op different operating systems, mm -hmm. and I have had to adapt to each different operating system. So I think the difference between millennials and Zoomers is that millennials can adapt more quickly to different interfaces. I think so. Than Zoomers. I think uh, Zoomers have been given so much technology that is so easily usable. Mm -hmm. And I think their, their speed of technology is higher, but we've also made interface so much easier. Right. That they don't understand how not to use a very simple interface. Right. So I think they can absolutely make better TikToks than other people, a lot of other people, and they can d download apps. I'm not an app person. I don't love apps. I don't want to have 40 different apps on my phone. Mm -hmm. I want to be able to just go do what I want to do. Right. Apps are have a very specific um, app application. <laughs> Applications have a very specific application. Um, there's, as we as technology progresses... People don't want to have to download an app to access information. Mm -hmm. People don't want to have to create an account to take a quiz or submit um, on, submit digital paperwork, stuff like that. So, yeah, the ease of access is what is progressing now. Is just get, get me there quick, get me there without any bullshit, and let me move on with my life. I just, there's so much in apps that, although I think it does make your life easier in some sense, you just get away from certain things that are, are human. Like, at, at, at my work right now, our cafeteria no longer has, like, an interface for a person where you walk up and you're like, hey, I want a burger and fries. You order it either at a kiosk or on the app. Mm-hmm. And so there's no cashier, and then you have to pay with card. You can't pay with cash. Mm. So, and then it goes in and does all the other stuff. But I'm like, to me, there's almost like a loss of talking to that person, you know? Right, and that's the trade-off, is yeah. that you lose interpersonal skills. Mm -hmm. I will tell you, have you been to McDonald's, like the inside of McDonald's lately? No. The last time I was inside of McDonald's, like... Was it all kiosks to order? It was not all kiosk. It was half kiosk, half per, half people, which I like. Like I went up to the kiosk, like, like for quick things. Like if you want to get out of there quick, you go up to the kiosk. Mm -hmm. And I, the interface was so nice. Like I hate McDonald's, like from a principal standpoint, because it is a mass corporation that is like giving people diabetes. But its business model. And its tech savviness is genius. 
and I really enjoyed the kiosk checkout. Okay. <laughs> and I, but I haven't been to McDonald's. That was a while ago. Uh, I haven't been to McDonald's in a while. Almost maybe a year. Anyway, uh, so you got another one? Yes. Mm. You will have some opinions on this one. Oh, people who don't let their kids be bored are robbing them of a childhood. Yes, uh, I think that if you don't allow your child child to be bored, then first off, you yourself have missed the boat on what parenting should be. So I explained this today. We were talking to a younger couple that were about to get married. And they want to have babies someday. They want to have babies. And I'm like, look, first thing you have is you have a child, and your basic job is to keep it alive. (laughs) I don't know why that's funny. (laughs) Why is that funny? Maybe I'm just like, it's awkward for me. Anyway, go ahead. But that's really what you do. You make sure it doesn't drown in the bathtub. You make sure you feed it. You make sure it's clothed right. And you, you take it around and you, you keep it long enough until it gains some sort of ability to not die. Right. And you kind of turn it out into the world, but you have a few years to shape this thing. Mm-hmm. And you shape it into what you want. Now, if you yourself have a good personality, your child would shape into your personality. But if you make your personality about your kid, then it means you have no personality. Mm-hmm. Travel ball parents have no personality. They have no hobbies. They didn't <laughs> learn how to do anything. And they, they now use their kids as their hobby and their social network. Okay. Yes. I, I'm assuming, yes, you know more about this than I do. Well, I mean, like, all right, so growing up, my father liked to hunt and fish. Mm-hmm. It was, what I did was hunt and fish. Mm-hmm. Because that's yeah. what he did. My dad was not going to take me to travel ball every weekend mm-hmm. so that – and he wasn't going to live his life. Right. I think that's, I think that's bad. I, that's a bad parenting map. Mm-hmm. You have to live your life because ultimately what you've just determined is that your kid is not going to know anything other than when they have a kid. They have to – there is focusing on a kid to make the kid great, and then there is focusing on the kid because you feel better – like. You just have nothing else to do. You don't have a hobby. Right. And I think the better kids come out of parents who are more hands-off and Mm -hmm. allow them to grow by themselves and to discover what they want to be passionate about. Mm. My parents, uh, we were both raised by boomers. And I think boomers are pretty Mm hands-off. And I, I remember as a kid, I would sit for hours and just think about stuff. And just, like, space out. And I think that, as funny as it sounds, I think that cultivates imagination mm-hmm. when you're bored. So you can you learn to entertain yourself. We've also gotten so scared in our, our society about our kids being kidnapped or mm-hmm. that we don't allow them to go out and be kids anymore a lot of times. We right. just we, we're, we think that every time they step out of the house, if there's not adult supervision, there's nothing but people there. Like, every other person is going to grab like this there's kid. there's somebody waiting in a bush to grab them. Every bush. <laughs> every every <bush>. tree. <laughs> yeah, which is ridiculous. And, I mean, life is, life is risky. There is risk in life. Yeah. Uh, but I think in the Japanese culture, your kid just – young children – or just sent out to go do stuff, like in like go to the store, or go do this, or go do that. It's um, it, they are let go out on the street, and they navigate that world. 
mm-hmm. and understand and navigate that world. And they do not get kidnapped every time they walk out. Yeah. Uh, there was a TikTok that I was listening to about this uh, woman from Spain. And she was talking about the difference between being a mother in Spain and being a mother in the U.S. And she said that being a mother in the U.S. is very lonely because it's an expectation here that you need to be with your child. If you're not working, you need to be with your child twenty four seven, and you can't and you can't go anywhere with your kid. Um, like you, you can't go. You like you can go to the store with your kid. You can go get. You can go like get necessities and stuff for your kid, but you can't like go and like do your own thing and bring your kid along with you. Mm. Um, what she she said that that's the difference. Like in Spain, your kid goes where you go. That's and, how I was raised. Yeah, and like. Like you go to restaurants, you go to they go to bars, mm-hmm. not really bar like not like American bars, but like like restaurants and stuff. And they just a they, bar and grill, right? A bar and grill, and the kids just tag along. You just have them in the stroller right there with you. Yeah, uh, and yeah. So it's we the the main difference between America and American parenting and Spanish parenting, I think, and maybe European parent parenting in general, is that. In America, the parents revolve around the kid. Mm-hmm. In Europe, the kid revolves around the parents. Exactly how I think it should be. Yeah. I agree. I, yeah, we, we overparent our kids. We just take away all of our life for them. Okay. Uh, this is another concert one. It's okay to sit at concerts. It doesn't mean you aren't enjoying the show slash you aren't a true fan. I, I like sitting down at concerts. I like sitting down, too. As I have gotten older, mm-hmm. and I'm not, I don't like to be touched. I've never really liked to be touched by people that I don't know well okay. or at all. Um, so, like, the idea of a mosh pit is not a fun idea for me. The idea of crowd surfing, not fun for me. Um, I went to a couple concerts with my sister, and she, she like, she when she was a teenager, she was all about going to concerts and, like, riding the wave of the crowd and, like, being a part, like, she's, but she's extremely extroverted and, is, and gets high off of other people's energies, where, uh, uh, um, as opposed to me, I'm an introvert, and I feel like people suck the energy out of me <laughs> on a daily basis, um, but, so, she, like, I'm, like, 13, 14, she picks me up and basically tosses me into the crowd and lets me go crowd surfing, <laughs> and, and I fall at some point. I don't, like, fall, fall down, but, like, I fall on people, and they kind of f- fall. Um, and everybody's looking at me like, oh, my God, this is a kid that just came from the, from the crowd surfing. And uh, luckily, she, my sister was, like, I guess following me, and she grabs me real quick and pulls me back uh, next to her. But I was kind of terrified. Mm-hmm. And I was like, there was people grabbing my butt, and it was just not comfortable. So I enjoy my own space. I enjoy my little my little seat in with my little space, my little designated spot for me, and I can enjoy the concert. I think there's room for both places, and it's it, I right. don't I think that I've gone to a, uh, outdoor concerts before, mm-hmm. and I've gone to outdoor concerts where we've sat down in lawn chairs and we enjoyed it like that. Mm-hmm. Sat down on grass and enjoyed it like that, and I'm okay with that. You know, I'm okay with sitting in the back in a, a nice cool evening and. And watching a concert and it being a great, you know, great event. Yeah. And 
there is times when being in the crowd and feeling that energy is is just phenomenal. Right. Every Coheed and Cambria concert that I've been to, aside from this last one, I've always been in the main crowd mm-hmm. in the general area, and I have and like I think you have to really enjoy the band the band that you're seeing to like really get off on the energy of the people around you mm-hmm. and jump around and have fun. Right. And so, um, you know, I see it both ways. I'm, I'm, I don't think you're a bad fan if you sit at a place, especially that has seating mm-hmm. or has anything else. I don't think you have to stand up the whole time if you don't feel like it. And I think that if it, if it, it, it's what you feel, and that's what music concerts are about. Right. Doing what you want to, making feeling happy. Mm-hmm. You know, if yeah. it, if it makes you happy to sit down, sit down. Right. And yeah. If other people judge you. Then, I don't know, they're shitty people. I don't know. Don't. Why would you judge from somebody for that? It's such a stupid thing to judge somebody for. Yeah, mind for. your business. It's not like, like they took a bite out of a block of cheese. Shut up. I did not take a bite out of a block of <laughs> you cheese. You wanted to. Of course I wanted to. I always want to. <laughs> so my turn or yours? My yours. Okay. All right. What? The reason so many people today find dating hard is because they're taught they don't need to compromise. I need more context. It's short. The Redditor states, the title kind of says it all, really. Relationships are about compromise, deciding how best to make all people in the relationship as happy as possible. But I see more and more people talking as though that isn't a thing. It's much more egocentric, and people should accept me and my way of doing things 100% completely, or they're toxic and not worth my time. It's pretty much our culture today. Individualism? Like, like that's our culture 100%. Mm-hmm. It is our politics culture, and our dating culture, and our... Um, consumerism culture or or our um, uh, uh, corporate culture, everything is that. That is, that is exactly what our culture is. Our culture is not working as a team. It's not being um, understanding of other people's ideas or thoughts. It is totally my way or no way. Mm. And if you want to date like that, that's fine. You can say dating is hard if you want to. You can be uncompromising, and that's an okay thing. I think it's when you decide that you want to, when you find someone who you like enough. I don't, I don't think it's okay to be uncompromising in a relationship. I think they're talking about when you start the relationship, like finding your mate. You are, you will not compromise on like a guy has to be five foot six or above, you know? I'm reading it as, like, in the relationship, you don't compromise anything. Like, it's your way or the highway. I almost feel like they're talking about starting out as dating. Dating is dating is hard because they're taught they don't need to compromise. Okay. Maybe maybe so. Maybe that's... So... But, I mean, like, have, being in a relationship with another person, like, requires compromise. Yeah. There's you, no way around it. If you can't compromise, then it's not the right, the right person for you. Right. Because if you're not willing to compromise with that person... It's obviously not the right person for you. Right. Yeah. You and I have hard conversations. We we have to try and understand the other, how the other one thinks and works and operates, and we have to compromise on stuff. Like, I was determined not to take a nap today, but then we went to lunch, and I had two jalapeno margaritas, and I got tired. And we did not do what happens after you have two margaritas. <laughs> Give me one margarita. Um <laughs> But yeah, I got home and I'm like, I wasn't planning on it, but you knew, you know me, 
you're like, she needs a nap. I'm going to tell her to take a nap. And that's, that's okay. And I thank you for that, baby. Mm-hmm. That's why you're doing this podcast right now. Yeah, that's why I'm awake for this podcast at 8 o'clock at night. <laughs> All right, so uh, my next one, I don't know. We might skip it. Whoever came up with the term hip dips is an idiot. What the fuck are hip dips? All right, moving on. Okay. <laughs> um, watch how he treats his mother is a terrible dating advice for women. You want context? It's pretty short. I do want some context. Plenty of straight-up abusive men have enabling mothers or codependent relationships with their mothers. And to them, their little boy can do no wrong. On the flip side, if he doesn't have a relationship with his mom, there's likely a very good reason. Okay, I'm thinking back. Um, Your mother passed away, so I've never seen you interact with your mother. So I have to go think back to to the other men in my life. Before, um, uh, the last guy I was with before you had a great relationship with his mom, and his mom was straight up an awesome person. I meet her? No. Okay. That was the guy I dated in college. Okay. Um, How did he interact with his mother? He was a straight up mama's boy. Okay. And I mean... With Mama T, you, you kind of, it's very easy to do that because she's such a nurturing person. Right. Like, she's, a, she's such a mom. She is, like, the Kool-Aid mom. But like, she did my laundry <laughs> for me sometimes. And obviously, y'all didn't, y'all didn't stay together because we're married now. Right. But it seems to me like y'all were in a pretty good spot. Y'all weren't, like... Um, it was... The, the thing that broke us was the fact that he... Um, he was too trusting. Okay, yeah, yeah. Okay, I remember the reason why now. And, I, yeah, I'm going to say it now that Herbalife is a fucking cult. And the reason we didn't stay together was because he quit his fairly decent job as a manager and started selling Herbalife. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what the fuck? And he didn't tell me about it. He didn't discuss anything. He just up and quit his job one day. Let me ask you something on this. What was it that really triggered you to be like this we, we aren't going to be together. Was it the fact that he left his job to follow a different dream, or was it the fact that he didn't discuss it with you first? It was the fact that he didn't discuss it with me because okay. we were living together. All right. Granted, at that point in time, we weren't uh, – we were supposed to be paying, be paying rent because we were living with my dad. My parents were separated. But we weren't, and my dad was too nice to say anything about it. My sister – we found out later that my – after I broke up with him, that my sister had a really big problem with it because – he should have been paying rent um, in her eyes, and I think that probably would have been fair because he was like he wasn't buying his own food either, all that. Anyway, um, yeah, the point of contention was that he did not discuss it with me, and I and I I stuck it out for a while. I tried to like have faith in his dream. Like he was so excited about it, mm-hmm. but he just got himself in a massive amount of debt and like back taxes and all sorts of stuff. And I'm just like, nope. Like he, he bought a, uh, you know, those nutrition places mm. like that, that make the shakes and shit. Okay. He bought one of those storefronts from um, two women that were probably desperate to get rid of it because it wasn't working. Um, so he had a storefront <laughs> for a while. Like he had a, he had a business where it's a multi-level marketing scheme. So you don't pay your employees hourly. They have their own product that they sell and they make a percentage from the product mm-hmm. that 
which is it's it's stupid. Right. It's it should be illegal. It's insane. So he wasn't making. I don't think he was making enough money to keep the utilities on. Um. Yeah, it was. It's a horrible business model, and it's pre- it's predatory, and he just he fell for it. Do you think the government should step in and stop that kind of stuff? Absolutely. So you don't think that like people should just know not to do it? I think yeah, because um, I will tell you one thing about about um, dairy um, successful MLMs like Herbalife mm-hmm. is that it's I say it's a cult because they have these these meetings and these um, these conventions. Yeah, I've seen like uh, uh, shows that make fun of it. Yes, and it. I think it's, Brooklyn Nine-Nine did, did yes. a thing with it. And it's almost like church in that sense of community. Mm-hmm. And they're fun. And they're engaging. And there's there's spokespersons that are up there making these really, like, really riveting speeches where, like, you can do this. You can be a millionaire, blah, 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 blah. But when you do the math, it doesn't add up. Mm. Like, the it's it's like, <laughs> it's like the, the tip, tip, top. Of um, of the in the corporate uh, it, sector, it's and a pyramid scheme. It's a pyramid scheme. Yes, tip tip top has the money, and then everybody else are poor as fuck because the math doesn't add up because you run out of people after a certain amount. Mm-hmm. Um, so the way you make money is getting other people to join. Yes, yes, and then they make money by getting other people to join. Yeah, and then you run out of people. Yeah, the insurance is a lot like that. There's quite a few different. It's so fucking stupid, and it should be illegal. Uh, I don't know how I feel about it being illegal or not. I think that maybe, like, it's it goes against my, my thought process if we can't legislate everything. Mm-hmm. That, But it also goes to the thought process that government should protect people. And if this is something that literally takes advantage of people. Absolutely. Um, they have to have great lawyers. Mm-hmm. They do have great lawyers. Because you got to get sued all the time. It is a... It, I, I, I don't, it's probably a, a billion dollar corporation now. Mm-hmm. Um, and the thing is, like, their products, like, if you follow their program, you will lose weight. But none of their shit is regulated by the FDA. So you don't really know for certain what is in that oh, shake Oh, yes. Okay. What's in their supplements? Mm-hmm. What's in their energy bars? You don't really know. Or they better be multi-billion because they might get like the the class action lawsuit. Oh yeah, but on ev- this is this is how they get away with it. On every single piece of um, of packaging, it says not regulated by the FDA or whatever, not mm-hmm. FDA approved or whatever the fuck. Right. Like these like the, these claims, blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. Like maybe they'll work, maybe they won't. The kind of disclaimer. Mm-hmm. So that's how they get away with it. Okay. Um, so, yeah, it was it was such a cult-like mentality, and he was drinking the Kool-Aid. Yeah. And I was just like, what the fuck? Like, af- it stopped working after a while, and he wouldn't let go. I'm just like, dude, I can't. Yeah, okay, okay. Probably added a lot of stress to both of y'all's lives. Absolutely. That, that, that was the eventual downfall, but it wasn't like the day he came home and said, I'd quit my job to try this new thing, you were like, you're out. <laughs> it took you a while after that, It took that, me right? a while because because I loved him and I loved his family. And yeah. at that point, it had been almost five years that we were together. And Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, you know, I think that – I think this is a yes and a no thing. I think you, you look at the person you're dating in general, how they treat everyone. 
mm-hmm. and that should that should be a pretty good determination. Not only his mother, but like everyone. Right. If he treats his mother like gold, but he talks down to a waitress, mm-hmm. you know that's a, that's the same warning. As there's a warning sign, there's a red flag. Absolutely, yeah. It has to be about how he treats people in general, not yeah. just his mom. Right. Right. So. Yeah, it's a bad barometer, but it's not the worst barometer either. I mean, like, if he treats his mom like shit, but, like, treats everyone else like gold, that also means he's two-faced and he probably doesn't respect the woman that takes care of him. So there's a red flag for you, too. Yeah. And, I mean, there's also the thing, like, there's, you know, we've got, what if he doesn't have a relationship with his mom? Mm -hmm. Or, you know, serious reasons. Yeah. Like, you can't, you, you can't. Like, I don't have a relationship with my mom. Like, you you can't base your relationship around how their relationship with their parents are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, why don't you just, you know, take it for what it is, enjoy the ride. If you think that he's a good guy, go with it. And if you don't, don't. And if he's abusive to you, leave. Yeah. <laughs> All right, I think it's your turn. Yes. Yes, I have I have opinions on this. There is no reason to pick Hollywood actors over voice actors when it comes to animated movies. Absolutely agree. I agree. I agree. There were some talented voice actors in the 90s in animated movies mm-hmm. that like made the movie. And you didn't know their names, but it didn't matter because their voices were so iconic, you recognized it in every everywhere that that voice was. I feel it depends on the character. Okay. I feel like you shouldn't take and insert a person into a film based off of because you could have te- you could have actors who voice characters, animated characters, and it's iconic. Mm-hmm. Think of Genie. Right, but Robin Williams, before he was a famous actor, he was a voice actor. Well, a lot of a lot of actors have done voice work. Right. So there is this like blurred line sometimes between it. James Woods as um, as uh, um, uh, in Hercules as um, as uh, Hades. Hades. Mm-hmm. Oh, I couldn't yeah. remember. I don't know how I couldn't remember. Uh, but it, it, he did an iconic job. But Je- James Woods wasn't like an it person at the time. Mm-hmm. Not like like I'm going to use. Um, what the hell is the name of that movie? Shark Tale. Will Smith. Will Smith. Because Angelina Jolie. Renee Zellweger and Jack Black. They did a horrible job. They did a horrible job. And Robert De Niro, like, I mean, Robert De Niro at least has this iconic, like, like mafia voice. But um, what's even better than, like, the, like. Jack Black had this weird fucking voice through the yeah. whole thing. It was really But he weird. did great in uh, Kung Fu Panda. Yeah, because he used his own voice. He, he, he didn't try to make up a, a weird voice. And he, he also did great in Mario Kart. I didn't see that Not one. Mario Kart, just Mario. Um, but there's a song that he sings about, about Peach that gets stuck in your head because it's so fucking funny. But he's, it's just his voice, like an octave lower. Like mm-hmm. they made his voice a little bit deeper because um, he plays Bowser. So we ne- I need to go see that. We need to go see that. I want to see that. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> so there's this weird thing where I think, I think sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. So I don't think, I don't think, I think when they try to just throw names in there, mm-hmm. it doesn't work. Right. But I think when you have the, the, the right person to the right character, it works beautifully. Yes. Now, one 
I will say a movie that had all of the famous people in it that worked. And that was Prince of Egypt. Okay. Uh, Val Kilmer as Moses and as the voice of God. Um, iconic. Uh, well, I mean, think about uh, Lion King. Who could be Mufasa? No one else can be Mufasa than James Earl Jones. Yeah. No one else. Um, and yeah, uh, little Jonathan Taylor Thomas at the time, he was, he was the it kid. Uh, but he was, he did really well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like you, there's, there's some actors that can do it and some actors that can't. Right. And I think you have to, you have to base pick, your pick off of, yeah, they're the it person, but can they do voice acting very well? Right. Cause voice acting, you have to have, you have to be able to project. You have to be able to use your voice into what is being, what is on the screen, you know, mm-hmm. you're not actually acting. And, and actually, I, I always, like, you have to be extremely talented to do it well. Right. You can't get up there and just read lines. Mm-hmm. You have to be able to read the lines in a way that makes it, um, makes it work. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, I, I don't think you should not use actors as, as voices in animated animated films Mm -hmm. but i think you should use the right actor and when it works it works beautifully right you shouldn't you shouldn't grab an actor to be a to play a voice just based solely on the fact that they're the it person right now like i don't think someone like jennifer lawrence could be a very good voice actor okay i could be totally wrong could be because she is very animated as a person Mm -hmm. um but it like you wouldn't pick an it girl to be a voice actor just because she's the it girl. Like, um, 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 what's her name from Twilight? What the? Kristen. Kristen Bell? No. That's Christian Bell. Stewart. Kristen Stewart. Like Kirsten? Kristen. I don't know. But like right after like Twilight when she was at her height, throwing her in an animated movie would have just spiraled out of horrible. It would have been so bad, right? Oh, my God. And she barely projects anyway. She sucks. Yeah. So not, not the best actress in the world. She sucks. She sucks. Um, but like, there's just this, um, we just thought, you know, the other people like, um, Anna Kendrick. Oh yeah. She would be great. I think she would be great in the mm-hmm. animated movie. I wonder if she's done any voice work. All right. Next. I got to unlock my phone. Excuse me. All right. Uh, Ooh, it is completely unacceptable to yell at others in a work environment. Hmm. Unless they're trying to physically hurt somebody. Depends on the work environment and depends on how, like, what it is. Right. If it's a life or death situation, I think it's totally fine to yell at somebody. I've yelled. I've had yelling matches at work before. Over what? Um, I was like, y'all were supposed to come help us. And, like, we were busy. I was like, bullshit, you were being lazy. Like, Don't at fucking your, tell me. Yeah, my at current your job. current job? Okay. Yeah. So we got back and forth into it. And honestly, me and the guy are cool. Like, we don't hold any animosity toward each other. Were you guys the same age? Uh, he's a little younger than me. Okay. Um, but he's also military or ex-military. Mm, so, so he's used to being yelled at. So he had no problem taking and giving. Mm-hmm. And so it, I think it totally depends on the person. Right. Um, you have to know the person you're yelling at. Um, I've had uh, a, a yelling match not too long ago with somebody that I worked with. Um, who I used to work with, and I moved to another team. You know who I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I said something, and I was like, and I can be very abrupt. Yes. I can be, I can sound harsh when I don't mean to be harsh, 
because I don't understand that what I'm saying is harsh to other people. Mm-hmm. It doesn't seem harsh to me. Right. So although it sounds harsh to other people, it doesn't sound harsh to me. Uh, sometimes I apologize. Sometimes I don't. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I was kind of like, what are you doing? And he said what, what he did. And I'm like, he's like, but this should happen. I'm like, that's never happened. You know better than that. Mm-hmm. And we kind of went back and forth real quick about it. And he was like, I don't want you talking to me that way. And I kind of, I knew at that point, I kind of let that one go. Um, I wasn't in the mood to yell back at him. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, like, if we'd have got into it at that point, 10 minutes later, we'd have come back together and been like, hey, man, went a little far, we cool. Right. And I think it's just that. Like, you can yell at some people and you can't yell with some people. Mm-hmm. Depends on who the person is. I'm not going to say it's never acceptable. I'm going to say that it just literally depends on the person. Yeah. Um, I don't see a scenario at my job where I would ever yell at anyone. I have taken my frustrations out on a computer, and I have yelled, fuck you, really loud to the computer. Um, I I threw a screwdriver across the room and made it stick in a box. Oh, damn. <laughs> at a... Uh, uh, there is one particular, and I've told you about this, one particular coworker that I think I scare because mm-hmm. she's young and I can be abrasive at times and blunt and I'm very honest and sometimes I cuss uh, when I'm like frustrated with a client. Like this happened last week where I was like, wait, we were having issues just try, like I kept doing these revisions over and over again for this one project, for this one client. It was driving me up the fucking wall and and she sat down with me um, early one morning and explained to me that we have to redo it. And I said, okay, I'm frustrated right now. Like, I, that's exactly how I said it. I, like, looked at her I said, I'm really frustrated right now. We need to figure out a different process for this because this is not working. And then I kind of laid out a new process, and I said, I think this is how we should do it. And she was like, okay, and walked away very fast. <laughs> <laughs> so I think I upset her. See, and I don't think that there was anything to be upset about in that. Uh, you you were honest. You were you said like what you needed, mm-hmm. and that is a that is a situation where that other person like has to be able to cope with some sort of of life going not exactly the way whatever you know right like like things go wrong. You handled it much better than I would have. Right. I would have, she probably would have walked through crying. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't explode. I was just very direct. Yeah, I'm like, like, I'm really frustrated. I'm like, you didn't say that fucking stupid client mm-hmm. is doing this bullshit and this is how it's going to fucking be and you got to make it work. Mm-hmm. And I later texted her and I said, hey, I just want you to know I'm not mad at you. Mm-hmm. I'm annoyed with this client. Um, so, yeah, I think, yeah, you just, and I think we have a really great, solid team because we can communicate like that. Right. And we don't have to yell at each other. The guy I work with right now who's came from like construction and industry and works like that, he's like, I, I remember one time I was like, no, 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 no. Because there was something that he was about to do and it was like and going. to lose his fingers? No. Oh. Um, he was, it was just going to like make the, the situation worse that mm-hmm. we were dealing with at that particular time. And he was trying. Yeah. The thing was, is it, it wasn't like he was doing something dumb. Well, he was doing something he was ignorant of because he hadn't been trained on that yet. Mm-hmm. And I understand that. But at that particular moment, I needed him to not be doing that. So I was a little abrasive and loud. And I was like, hey, man, I'm out of getting a little. And he was like, dude, <laughs> whatever. I understand. 
And so, like, he understands. I understand. He's straight up like, look, I've been insulted so many times in construction. I just want you to be original. <laughs> yeah, it depends on the person, I guess. Um, there are, there have been very inappropriate. Um, are you getting a phone call? No. Oh, am I getting a phone call? No, I don't know what I'm hearing. Anyway. Um, oh, I scratched my head. <laughs> Did I hear you scratching your head? It sounded like vibrations. Anyway, uh, at the, um, the last job I had before I moved down to Louisiana, uh, it, I don't even know how to explain it, but it almost felt like my boss went on this weird little roid rage for a second, like not on me, but around me, and I did not feel safe. It was very weird. Um, part of... Uh, it was like a half factory, half office situation, kind of like where you were at. Mm-hmm. And we were out in the in the warehouse, and he was part of. He had this air hose, and he was trying to pull it down, and it was stuck. And he started like really like just rage rage yanking it, and I'm over to the side like staring, and I'm like, "What the fuck is happening right now?" Um, <laughs> and then he's like, "That fucking thing fucking pisses me off," and he drops it, and he walks back to his office, and I'm like, what the fuck just happened? Because I had never seen him like that. Like, he is having a day. How high was the, the cord? Like, could he reach it? No. He had to get a ladder? Yeah. Okay. There's, there's a little locking mechanism. All you have to do is reach in there and unlock it. Probably. No, actually. Happens all the time to me. No, actually, after he left, I went over there, and I pulled it straight down, and it came down. So what he was doing was yanking it at an angle, yes. and it was probably catching it. And when you, like, it's like a seatbelt. Yes. It's basically the same technology yeah, of a seatbelt. Okay, <laughs> you got one. Uh, yeah, he's one of those guys who tries to get out of the car and his seatbelt sticks. Like, oh, huh? It's funny. Uh, IKEA furniture is incredible, extremely easy to put together, and everyone who says it's incredibly confusing must be kind of dumb. Yeah, I mean, I, I I've never put together IKEA, but I've put together enough other stuff. I put together together Amazon furniture. Yeah. And it's literally, like, every time that I mess it up, it's because I don't take the next, uh, like, I skip the step. I think right. I'm smarter than the. You think you're smarter than steps. I read through the steps, yeah, and if, I follow the steps. If you do every step, step by step, you will put it together 100%. Usually, I go through, like, 90% of it, and then there'll be one part at the end where I'm like, okay. And I'm just kind of go, and I put a screw in, and then I'm like, oh, that was the wrong spot. It should have been this screw. And I usually have to take a little bit apart and, and put it back together. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, I'm not going to say, no, I don't think it's hard <laughs> at all. I think it's, if you, if you are able to read simple directions, mm-hmm. you're good. If you can make brownies. If you can make brownies, like out of a box or from scratch? Out of a box. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, my sister has a lot of Ikea furniture. She's, she's very intelligent, but I'm pretty sure if she was less intelligent, she could still figure it out. Yeah. So. Yeah, it, it, it literally is just about following the directions. Mm-hmm. Next. Okay. Um. <laughs> Duda. Uh, Duda. All right. I've skipped a few and I've come down to putting since year. What? Putting since year blah. Like. S I N C E? Yes. Since. It's like okay. since. Since blank year. Okay. In your business name is only impressive if the business has been going at least half a century. That's fair. Do you think that it is 
as impressive now as it was years ago. For instance, he said 25 years. If I said since 1995, are you like? No, it has to be before I was born. It has to be before I was born. Otherwise, I'm not impressed. So it has to be before 1990. So it's, it, it's not a half a century. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's funny because. I think it has to be at least 50 years. So you just changed it. Yeah. Based off of the fact that when you thought about it, you're like, you know, no, no. Like in, in a couple of years, like in 2025. Mm-hmm. No, I'd say maybe 30 years. Like if it's been over 30 years. Let, let, me, let me go with this, all right? Okay. Again, see if it's going to change for you. Okay. So in a few years. All right. So if I was like since been in business since 2003, impressive or not? Not. That's 20 years. I think you have to spell it out as 20 years instead of... Because of the year 2000, and you don't think you've been on this earth that long. Yes. That is where it's like a... a, a it's a psychological thing. It, I think it is. And mm-hmm. I wonder if it's always been that way for people. Yeah. Like, if if when my father was, you know, if it was 1980, let's say it's 1995, mm-hmm. and some business had been in, in business since 1980, mm-hmm. did it sound good then or not? Probably not. Because 1980 was... 15 years. Yeah. Like, it. Mm, yeah, this is weird. And for, for me especially, because I can't do math very fast in my head, if at all sometimes. So if you tell me a year, I mean, unless it's before I was born, I'm not going to be impressed with it because I don't think it was that long ago. Okay. <laughs> I think that's how a lot of people are in the year 2000 is your de- demarcation point. Mm-hmm. So anything after the year 2000 wouldn't sound impressive. No. But it sometimes has been a very long time ago. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, like I understand that I'm getting older and like maybe if you've been in business since 1990, that's impressive. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. It's yeah. been 30-something years. Yeah. yeah. I think 30 years is the, is, the, is the mark for me. I mean, it's constantly changing based yeah. off of what you're – you're literally thinking about like this 50, right 30, now. 50, <laughs> <laughs> You're thinking about this right now, mm-hmm. and it's changing as you think about it. Yeah. So. Yeah. Because <laughs> like, if you were, like, been in business since 1968, you'd be like, wow. Yeah, that's a lot. Wow, 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 wow. That's a long time. Right. Yeah. But if you were in business since 1968, and it's 1985. Yeah. You know what's crazy? In, like, 2050... Some businesses, like, like one of our clients has been around since the 1800s. Mm-hmm. Like, they'll be around, they'll have been around for two centuries. Mm-hmm. Like, how fucking insane is that? The company I work for has been around since the 1800s. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's weird. Next. All right. <laughs> All right. I can see this. The Joker is an incredibly worn out villain and TV slash movies need to take a break from him for a while. Mm, that's like saying that Batman is a worn-out hero. I think, unpopular opinion, I agree. I think there's been too many Batman movies. Uh, I think Joaquin Phoenix as the Joker is probably is probably the best origin story for the Joker ever. Okay. To ever take in the film, and they should give it a rest for a little bit. Okay. I don't see Joaquin Phoenix coming back and being, like, the Joker Joker. No. Like, I don't think he can do it. I don't think it's a bad character. I think what it is is there's so many iterations of it mm-hmm. that 
it's sometimes good and it's sometimes bad. Yeah. And each person has to be judged individually as the joker. Mm-hmm. So, like, when you, who is your best joker? Best joker? Like, best joker joker? Yeah, who is the best person who played the character of Joker? Heath Ledger. Okay. I could make the case that I would think Jack Nicholson. Right. You grew up with Jack Nicholson. Well, I think Heath Ledger was great. Right. And it depends on... But they were different Jokers. Right. It depends on the kind of Joker that you want. Do you want gangster Joker? Do you want ridiculous Joker? Do you want really complex, fucked up Joker? What do you want? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, But also, there's a case to be made for Mark Hamill. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. He is my second... For mm-hmm. sure, I grew up with that with the uh, the Batman cartoon uh, in the ni- the nineties Batman cartoon, and yeah, Mark Hamill as the Joker was like definitive Joker for me. Like that's how I see the Joker. So I think what this guy is saying is like he didn't like a Joker. He's probably pissed about uh, he, uh what's his face Jared Leto. Jared, Jared Leto, yeah, in Suicide Squad. And so, I mean, you have the nineteen sixties campy Joker. You have a bunch of different Jokers. That's what like, what sucks is that like. Oh, my God. Like, Marco Robbie makes a perfect Harley Quinn. Mm-hmm. And then they put her with Jared Leto. And I think Jared Leto, I think if he hadn't had that stupid laugh. I want to see the flush out of that character. I want to see all of his scenes from yeah. Suicide Squad that they cut out. Yeah. they cut out a lot of them. Because I've, apparently they cut a shit ton out of yes, it. Yes, and he was pissed about it. And so was he, if you see his entire character development, does it become a lot better character? Right. Or is it just a bad character? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I really don't know. I enjoyed his scene. Like, I don't know why I enjoyed this scene. I should not enjoy this scene. But I enjoyed his scene right before he was going to um, uh, electrocute. Electrocute change her. Electroshock. Lobotomize or whatever. Yeah, lobotomize Margot Robbie. Because um, he was so terrifying, yet really interesting to watch. Mm-hmm. But then he he did some some weird shit. Like saying "honka honka" and doing that weird ah, 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 laugh, and that, that just got that just was like weird to me. Mm-hmm. So I think that um, I, I I think the character holds. I think if you have a Batman, you have to have a Joker. You think so? I think so. I think it, it is his nemesis. Right. It is super. It's it's like redoing Superman and Lex Luthor not being in it. Now Lex Luthor okay. also is an iteration of who's good at it, who's not. Mm-hmm. There's been good ones, there've been bad ones. Right. I think. I want to see, this is, I mean, I know Superman has been overdone lately, but I want to see a reiteration of Superman and Lex Luthor. Like, I want to see a truly evil Lex Luthor. Mm-hmm. I would, um, so it, it basically becomes, for each each Batman, like, it's, it's just like Batman. It's like any character where you're having multiple actors play it. Mm-hmm. Some are going to play it better than others. And so, we haven't even seen the most recent. Um, I, my best friend is a huge DC guy. He hates Marvel. He loves DC. Um, I like Marvel. I know what I'm getting. Yeah, Marvel, you're getting that campy, fun superhero movie. Woo. Yeah, we. I can tell you the formula of any Marvel movie. Yeah. DC is all over the place, and it's usually... DC doesn't know what they are yet. And they can't DC's figure it out. DC's trying to be dark and gritty, but then Marvel has such success that they're trying to spin in some comedy, but too. But then the, the dark and gritty doesn't work after a while. Mm-hmm. And, like, you know... you. At the time, the Christian Bale, like the first time he did Batman, the gravelly voice was oh awesome. God. And then by That's, the end, it was just ridiculous. Mm-hmm, yeah. Going back and since watching, um, what's so funny is that when they first, back in, back in the day, <laughs> when they first announced that um, 
Oh, uh, what's his face? Was going to play. Ben Affleck? Yeah, when Ben Affleck was going to play Batman, we all thought it was fucking ridiculous. And he's one of the better Batmans. And okay. one of the One of the better, um, what's his character name? Batman? Bruce Wayne. Bruce, one of the better Bruce Waynes. Um, and I think a lot of that has to do with the, with the voice modulator that they built into his suit. Mm-hmm. And the fact that it's this armored plating. And like, of course, if you're going to go up against fucking Superman, you're going to be in a fucking tank of a suit, um, which is exactly what they did. Um, the Batman, I, I think it's almost more interesting to look at the Batmans from the um, 90s movies, the 80s to 90s movies, yeah. before um, before uh, Christian Bale took over and we did the Dark Knight series. Mm-hmm. Um, because it It went, wasn't as... It wasn't as dark. Ooh, pretty. the Tim Burtons are pretty dark. But there's with still, Michael Keaton. Yeah, but there's still some. There's a little campiness to there, it. Yeah, it's still kind of off. You know, it's not like disturbing. It's just kind of, huh? That's weird. I mean, the Penguin was fucking disturbing. I'm, that's what I'm saying. Like yeah. the Penguin is disturbing. Danny DeVito as the Penguin is fucking horrifying. Uh, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> Like yeah, there. It's not like as as nice and neat, and the the storytelling isn't created. It's I feel it's almost grittier. You think so? I, like the 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 city is grittier. The, uh, the 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 visuals are grittier. The Joker was not gritty in those though. No, he was just disturbing. You ever dance with the devil in the pale moonlight? Like what the fuck? Really? Like that? I don't know. There's 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 subtle there's moments where I'm just like, what the fuck am I watching? <laughs> And, like, well, there's moments like that in, like, the later Batmans. You're like, oh, wait, Christian Bale had his back broken by this person, and now he's able to. Now he's fine. Now he's crossfitting. Yeah. Battle ropes is going to make him better. Yeah. (laughs) That's not how that works. Oh, Bane. Um, Tom Hardy as Bane was great. Tom Hardy in almost anything is great. Tom Hardy's great. Yeah, he's really. Let me some Tom Hardy. uh, All right. Yeah, I I think it's, um, I, I don't know. The Joker shouldn't be retired. I think it's just, it depends on your. Everyone's different. Mm-hmm. It, the, some actors are great and some actors aren't. And there's a great debate on who's the best. And there's a great one on, like, who who does it well? Who doesn't do it? What do you like about one compared to the other mm-hmm. one? And they're, they're not the same. I want to see the most recent Batman movie just out of sheer curiosity. Because mm-hmm. uh, Shovel Face from Twilight is the one that's playing him. Yeah. And um, what's-her-face? Uh... That that singer Lennox? No, I don't know. Anyway, yeah, the girl that plays Catwoman, and I think um, I think the Riddler is in there. I could be wrong about that. How did you feel about the um, about uh, uh, Jim Carrey playing the Riddler? You know, I'd have to watch it again because mm-hmm. I haven't seen that since I was a kid. It's it is one of the worst. It's I mean, like, the worst. That's the one with George Clooney, right? Yeah, I think he did a couple of them though. I think yeah, the, with Two Face and the Riddler. I actually don't think that one's the worst. I think the one with Mister Freeze and Poison Ivy are. Mm. Oh. Yeah, it was like the whole, the whole, like that whole. I think that was Batman and Robin. <laughs> yeah, but that <laughs> Poison Ivy and Mister Freeze. Mister Freeze wants to freeze the entire world. Poison Ivy is helping him. Why is Poison Ivy helping him? Because she, because he's going to freeze the world and all the plants are going to die and she's not going to have any. It doesn't make sense. Mm. It does not make any sense. <laughs> I I will say I enjoyed Arnold Schwarzenegger as Mr. Freeze. Okay. As a kid. I don't know if I would enjoy him now, but as a kid, he was entertaining. And I like I grew up loving. I think those Arnold were for kids. They yeah. weren't for a like they were campy. It was definitely a kids' movie, yeah. for sure. And the way 
the way Tommy Lee, first off, Tommy Lee Jones as Two-Face was miscast. A little bit, but it was kind of at the height of his popularity, which I, it's funny because I remember showing, you remember the picture of Tommy Lee Jones I recently showed you from like the 70s? Oh yeah, and I was like, oh my God, he's hot. Yeah. <laughs> he was really hot when he was young. Wow, what happened? <laughs> like a t- as soon as you saw it, it made you feel ways about things. Yeah, and I was and like, why like, do I feel things about Tommy, Tommy Lee, Lee Jones? Jones? He's so old. Uh. Ah. He's always been this old, wrinkly man, and then you saw I've him. I've never like, seen Tommy Jones young until you showed me that picture. It was so funny. I'm like, damn, 30 <laughs> year old Tommy Lee Jones. Yeah, <laughs> I can get behind that. <laughs> <laughs> ah, or in front of that. <laughs> uh, sorry. <laughs> Uh, yeah, but yeah, like Two-Face, like Harvey Dent is, you know, is this, is like a, is like a, a model citizen Bruce Wayne Mm -hmm. and he's supposed to be classy and sophisticated and, and like a, a ridiculously handsome on one side of his face. So I think, um, Tommy Lee Jones just wasn't at the, no, Tommy Lee Jones was not the right pick. And everything, it was like he wasn't, he didn't, I don't think he got the whole Two-Face thing as well. He as, played kind of, a, he played kind of goofy. Yeah. Two-Face whole, isn't goofy. The whole thing is kind of goofy. Two, Two-Face is bipolar. Right. He is a Gemini, he's bipolar, however you want to say it, that's mm-hmm. his thing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, okay, so um, I guess we could go to each one, but we aren't. I'm done. You done? Yeah. We can talk. I can talk about Batman all day. I don't know why. Is me or you? Um, uh, proposing to your significant other in public is stupid. Oh, you propose to me in public? Yeah, I don't think it's stupid. Um, I don't know, stay in your lane. Have some fucking fun. Fucking party pooper. Yeah, that was mean. Yeah. Why is it? I want to know why. Why does this person think it's Putting stupid? it on a show to prove how much you love him slash her is superficial and doesn't represent how the relationship is or will be once married at all. Okay. That doesn't mean a damn thing. You're you created a beautiful memory, right? A, a moment together, yeah. In public, made it even more stunning, right? You proposed to me in front of a waterfall. Reminds, reminds of reminds reminds remnants. Uh, is it remnants? It's rem, remnants like Spell reminds. Spell it out for me. R e m i n d s. Okay, it's that's reminds reminds, reminds me uh, of. Reminds of a saying. Okay. Yeah, he, he forgot me. Okay. Reminds me of. The couples that look the cutest on their social media are often the saddest. Yes, I'm single. Okay. so. Oh, you're bitter. You're a bitter single player. You sound like a bitter single lady. Sorry. Um. Yeah, I mean, like, it just... Whatever. Like, if you want to do it in public... I've never, I've never looked at a couple getting engaged... And been like, God, they ruined my day. No, if we, that I'm the opposite. Like, if I, I've never run into people getting engaged in public, and I think that would be the most awesome thing. It's like it's you get like, to be a moment of dead. It's like seeing an albino creature in the wild. Like, oh my God, it's like this is so special. This is a special moment, and I get to be a part of it. Mm-hmm. Kind of, yeah. So. I mean, like, where do you want it to happen? Do you want it to be private, private? Do you want it? I've done it three different ways, I guess. I did the restaurant thing with my first one. My first engagement. Yeah, did you put, how did you, what did you do with the ring? Put it on her finger. I oh. stood up. You didn't put it in the champagne I glass? Okay. Stood up and got everyone's attention. Oh. 
That's a lot of pressure, baby. And proposed. Oh, that's a lot of pressure. She had to say yes. <laughs> uh, the second one, I did it at my college graduation, so it was my family. Mm-hmm. And you and me did it in front of Waterfall. Yay. I thought you proposed four times. Nope, just like. Okay. Oh, the other one wasn't real. All right, the other one didn't count. <laughs> All right, your turn. All right. Yeah, don't be a party pooper. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> you will have opinions about this. Oh, I love opinions. Getting mad about leaving the toilet seat up is stupid. Um. No, it's not. You know, it's not. It's one of those little things. And yes, as a man, I will say that sometimes I forget. And like really like harping on it's one thing. Like if I occasionally forget, you don't say anything. I don't think I've ever said anything to you. No, you never have. And if like I occasionally forgot and you said something, I think... I would be like, okay. But it's like any little thing that gets on your partner's nerves. And the only person who can say this and, like, actually mean it is the person who doesn't have any idiosyncrasies in their life. Which is no one. We all have them. (laughs) Mine is, like, mine is chewing. Yes, yours is chewing and teeth clacking on forks and spoons. Yeah, that's that's my thing. Mm -hmm. I cannot, like... As a lot of people these days, we eat dinner in front of a TV. Mm-hmm. If we don't have some kind of background, something going mm-hmm. when you start eating, and you are not an extremely loud eater, I've heard much louder. I don't smack. But just the a person eating. Yeah, just not. Just eating. Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> it's just so irritating to me. <laughs> I don't want to hear I anything. It. Yes. So I would rather you sit there for two minutes until I get like something going, than start eating. Mm-hmm. And like I would like if you're eating, I will look at you and you're like sorry, and I, I feel bad, but I also don't like it, it's just my thing. Mm-hmm. Like your thing is putting down both toilet seats. Yes, that is my thing. And I do I believe that. in toilet seat etiquette. I I do it for you. Thank you. Right for the most part. Yeah, I have I. If you, you rarely leave the toilet seat up. Mm-hmm. If you do, I have like a moment of annoyance, like a second of annoyance. I'm just like, whatever. I have to poop. That's fine. <laughs> um, my, my two big things that I don't think I've told you are um, listening to TikTok very loudly. Which um, I'm pretty guilty of. Yeah. Uh, and listening watching the same TikTok over and over again, or you've done this a few times and it's driving me up, it's, it drives me up the fucking wall and I haven't said anything. Um, you leave your phone open and the tic- and you leave it on TikTok and that TikTok, you walk away and that TikTok replays over and over and over again. I'm you like, know, what the fuck? You know you go over there and stop it. You, it's your phone. <laughs> okay. You turn it off. Okay. Before you walk away. Okay. Okay. Then the <laughs> other thing is... Both you and Offspring do this, and I grew up in a household where you didn't do this in front of people, picking your nose. Mm, yeah, if I'm in my house, I can pick my nose. Yeah, I don't, don't pick your nose in front of me. It's gross. Okay. Thank you. I'm not going to do it because it's, it's so. Uh, Just don't flick it places like, I pick my nose, okay. 
Here, here. You pick your nose when you I, poo. I pick my nose in the toilet, and I put the boogers in the in a in a piece of toilet paper in the trash can. That's where my boogers go, because that's where they belong. They don't belong flicked into the carpet or on the side of the couch or in my car, wherever. Like fucking put, put them, them in, on my pants. Put them in a trash can. It's disgusting. Put them on my pants. It's disgusting. That's just a, a product of working where you don't have tissues. It's you just, so you, gross. You just, if you're out in the field, you just pick your nose Ugh. and wipe it on your pants, and you go on a vegetable. Oh, business. my God. This is disgusting. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. All right. <laughs> Moving on. Yep. <laughs> Whose turn is it? Um, yours. Mm, Let's see if I can find a good one or two. Let's see. Gingers are a minority group who get, who get mocked for having – for how they look, and nobody cares. <laughs> it's true because they're white. They're one of the last few... <sighs> this is horrible. They're one of the last few groups you can make fun of and not get in trouble for it. <laughs> they're also fetishized. And no one complains about redheads being fetishized. Yeah. The way we... Um, but, once again, this is the, um, the conquered, oppressed... Uh, dynamic where like you can't fetishize black people but you can fetishize white redheads i think you fetishize whoever you want to yeah i mean some people people are going to be offended by whatever but i mean it's just it's it's frowned upon your fetish is your fetish we've talked about this before yeah you shouldn't you shouldn't fetish you shouldn't kink shame so if your fetish is whatever it is, that's your fetish. There's not really anything you can do about it. Right. And you trying to be like, you shouldn't fetishize this group of people is telling somebody to change their personality, which is wrong. Oh, are we kink shaming a bunch of people for just really liking a certain group of people sexually? <laughs> we, we, uh, we all the time do this. We think that, like, what we do is we... Um, depending on what is considered to be like what what is trendy as far as the the popular opinion is what we get so we we Since we're talking about unpopular opinions so we say one thing but we don't really mean it mm. like um like we're like all right i believe in love everybody's equal and everyone should be loved right until that person is an asshole. Or a psychopath. And then that person shouldn't be loved or accepted, and they should be ostracized. Right. Or it, if that person, we talked about this last night, the, the, if you like crappy country music that, uh, that is, <laughs> you know, that, that glorifies small like towns. That fucking bro country bullshit. Small town life Dirt and road. whatever. You... You know, hey, you know what? The other, like, other people shouldn't, like, be like, oh, you shouldn't like that. You're a horrible person because you like that. No, you like that music. It doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to yuck your yum unless you shove it in my face, and I'm going to be like, that fucking sucks. Yeah, but who really shoves stuff in our face other than, like, social media, which the only way they do it is to make us feel that way. Right. <laughs> uh, no, I haven't had to listen to country music in a while, and it's been really nice. Yeah, I mean, like... Unless you're in a car with somebody who just loves country music. Yeah. The guy I dated that got sucked into Herbalife, that was pretty much all he listened to. So I had to, we had to find a compromise. We mm-hmm. had to compromise. Uh, that was one thing we did compromise about was certain um, country artists could not be played when I was in the car. So I mean, I like certain country music. 
I like, I've developed a liking for. Oh, these coming up. Oh, bless you. <laughs> I'm so sorry about that, guys. Um, I, uh, I liked, I developed a liking for Eric Church. And. Uh, Is that the long black train? No. Nope. That's a different guy. Okay. Um, Eric Church is, no. Wait, who's drink a little drink, smoke a little smoke? Who is that? I have no idea. I think that's Eric Church. Or the other one that I can't think of right now. Mm. But yeah. Like it was that kind of country. Yeah. And then um, like I enjoy Sturgill Simpson, but I think Sturgill Simpson is like like teeters the line of like folk and country. Yeah. So I mean there's a lot of things out there for people and you shouldn't yuck anybody's yum and I don't remember what this was, but it's me twice. <laughs> yeah, what was the question? I thought it was yours. No. Oh no, gingers. Gingers, yeah. So are gingers a minority that get picked on? I'm about to reveal something about myself. Um, when I was in elementary school, when I was just a kid, just a horrible little psychopathic kid, I thought gingers were the ugliest people ever. I played ginger football with a guy ugly who me. was a, a flaming ginger, and we called him Fire Crotch. That was his nickname. <laughs> I, like, had a disdain for ginger kids. One, because I think the first encounter, my first encounter with a ginger kid when I was a kid is that this ginger kid always smelled like piss. So I'm like, okay, ginger kids smell like piss. Ginger kids pee on themselves. And then the next ginger kid was the same way <laughs> that, I'm, that I was in class with, like, smelled like piss. <laughs> I'm, like, getting nosebleeds. I don't... I don't know. This is this is horrible, but like, are are gingers? Do they have weaker immune systems? I have no idea. <laughs> like, uh, is there is there something like I know they have less hair on their heads than we do, um, or maybe it's the curly headed curly headed gingers. Anyway, yeah, but like, I, I don't know. Like, I, I don't know. I don't want to sound racist, genderist, prejudiced. No, go ahead. Um, like, is there? Like they're, it's a genetic mutation, and you're you're super pale and you're super redheaded, and like, so you can't really go out in the sun and, and unless you want to get burnt. So do you have less? You absorb less vitamin D. So are you? You have to get that D from somewhere. <laughs> That's why they're fetishized. Do you get sick often? Do you have a weaker immune system because you're not getting as much vitamin? I don't D? think so. I don't know. I I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I really don't know. Um, do I think you're a minority that gets bullied? No. Um, do, I think more often you're getting fetishized and you're getting worshipped. Yeah, I'm like, uh, you know, I mean. But, I mean, there's there's the. I will say that <laughs> that the redhead fire in bed thing, I've found to be truthful. How many redheads? couple. couple? Okay. Yeah. Uh, I will say there are ugly redheads and there are. Pretty redheads. Uh, yeah, there's not a middle ground of redheads. It's no, a very small e middle yeah, ground. You're either ugly or, or you're gorgeous. gorgeous. Yeah, yes. yeah. I'll go with that one. So the I knew a redhead, mm -hmm. and um, her name was Gingy. Wow. Hi, I'm Gingy the Ginger. That's horrible. Is that her, is that her on, a name on her birth certificate? I don't. <laughs> we didn't get that far. Yeah, I bet not. <laughs> <laughs> Nasty, nasty person. Go ahead um, with the next one. <laughs> um, oh, you will have ways. You have you will have the ways about this. Um, 
Jordan Peele is incredibly overrated, and people who think he saved the horror genre clearly don't watch that much of the genre. I don't watch enough. No, we don't. Of the genre to say anything about it. Um, is I, Jordan Peele overrated? I I don't I don't know. Okay, I, next. I've, I've really not watched a lot of his stuff, but I'm gonna say that like, you know what? I'm not gonna say he's overrated. I'm not gonna say he's underrated. He's out there. He's doing his thing, and people are liking it. So. Let him go. I want to see his horror movies. Yeah. And there's a lot of horror movies that I don't want to see. So, yeah, no, I have no I have no real opinion about this, but I will my only opinion about it is good for him for doing whatever he wants to do. And I don't care. Right. He's living his dream probably. I don't care anything else about that than what I've seen him do, I've enjoyed and I hope he keeps doing his thing. Mm-hmm. I really enjoyed um Get Out. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. I think I, I watched that while you were on a hunting trip or something, and I was alone, and it was really good um, and really fucked up. And I really want to see Nope, because that's about aliens. Um, but yeah, next. All right, you want to get another one because that was so bad? Or yes. Just... Friends is not a good show. I agree. Good, because I agree too. Um, I'm sick of, wa- of having to watch it. I think or watch lists about it. like fucking fucking Miss Mojo has a lot of friends lists and it drives me up the wall. So Friends, oh well, I'm going to I'm going to quantify this a little bit. Friends is a show that went on too long. As with a lot of shows. As with The Walking Dead and Scrubs and so many other shows. So yeah. many other shows. So is it is it the best show that came out of the 90s? I think we might have had a discussion on this or not. I don't remember. Um, I don't personally think it is. I don't think it's the best sitcom out of the 90s. I loved Seinfeld so much more. Yeah, I, Seinfeld was brilliant. I felt Seinfeld was so much more original. And I think we were watching a, uh, a, a Mojo video, and they were doing like the top 10, um, com- top 10 sitcoms of the 90s. And I think Friends was number one, and Seinfeld was like number three, and we were like, what the fuck? Yeah. Um... But uh, 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 mostly, I will say that, like, Friends had its moments, but what ended up happening is piss-poor writing destroyed good acting and decent characters. I think they fell into a trap with Ross and Rachel Mm -hmm. that went bad, and I felt like they took Ross and couldn't figure out what to do. That, That... Maybe it's just because I think Ross is just such a bad character. Ross is a horrible person. Right. And he's not redeeming. Not, like a Ted Mosby isn't redeeming either, mm-hmm. but he doesn't destroy. Right. Ross is someone who destroys everyone around him. Ted Mosby. The difference between Ross and Ted is that Ted doesn't get what he wants in the end. Mm. Or he, he almost gets it. But then, spoiler alert, she dies. So... And then they end it kind of open-ended with him, like, being like, hey, Robin, do you want to try again after, like, the the fifth fucking time? Wait, have you seen the end of it? The end of How I Met Your Mother? Yeah. Yes. Okay. You do know that him and Robin end up together. No, it does, it's, it's, I think it's open-ended. You don't? Because. Okay. Because the very last scene is him just running to her apartment, holding up the fucking French horn, and she looks down and she smiles. They don't. But and that's where no it no, ends. no 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 no. The last scene is when Robin walks in with the kids. Nuh-uh. No. Okay, I gotta rewatch this. I could have sworn no. I've seen this where Robin. Unless walks, that was an after credit scene, but no. Where Robin is there? Walks in with Ted's kids. 
Ted's kids from his other Yeah, because Robin can't have kids. Right. And it, it ends up them together, and they are now her stepchildren. I think you imagine that. Maybe so. <laughs> I, I, I hope not. I don't know. Anyway, so. But yeah, Ross and Rachel. I don't know. If you haven't watched that, just send us a message. A couple XY. Whatever we didn't do the thing. Oh yeah. Send we'll us do a message at Couple end. XY Podcast if you think we're if you think Brian is fucking crazy or if you think I'm dumb and I didn't watch an after credit scene or something. Tell, tell how did how I met your mother end? Is it open ended or is it not? Did they end it together or what? All right. So um, yeah. I, 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 my biggest pro, I like I like the I like Joey's character. I think the arc was good. Joey's funny. Uh, I don't like Phoebe was great. Monica was a bit annoying, but not the worst character. Chandler was funny at some points, and um, we were watching it the other day, and it was the one where he makes the uh, the uh, the mistake. He was trying to say something, something, something blue black or something like that, and he oh, like, yeah. and he like, blah blah, and uh, and they started just making fun of him, right. and it was like it was that was spur the moment. Yeah, there's there's some good off script things. Uh, so, yeah, I think that... Rachel was kind of just there as the pretty one. Yeah, yeah. Which is a kind of disservice to um, Jennifer, Jennifer Aniston. She was so hit or miss. Like, they yeah. again, because they had this whole Ross thing, it made her character... Washy-washy. Yeah. Yeah. And so I um, I just feel like... I feel like the, the David Schwimmer isn't my favorite, like, actor in the world. I think he's not... Who's that? The one who played Ross. Okay. And it just became, like, he went from this mopey, sad character to this extremely, like, um, narcissistic character. Mm -hmm. Like, so much more than anyone needed to be. Yeah. Okay. So, so Friends, yeah. I don't know. Overrated. Yeah, I guess. Um, Let's see. Intermissions in movie theaters need to make a comeback. I agree. Yeah, Marvel movies need to have an intermission. What about like a Barbie movie? Barbie. No, Barbie wasn't that long. Okay, so an hour. Like, should it be like, so. I think when the movie is over two hours, there should be an intermission. Okay, so like if we go watch Oppenheimer tomorrow. Yeah, there should be an intermission. I don't think I'm going to make it without peeing for three hours. Okay. <laughs> I agree. I think that, that like, it's not a bad thing. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, I would go with that, you know. I think they got rid of it because you don't have to change film roles anymore. Is that why they... Yeah, I think so. But they still have intermissions in theater. Yeah. Because theater is much longer than movies. But still, like, I think I think if you drink enough water during the day, you should have to go pee, like, every couple of hours. Well, not only that, like, even, like, in, even sitting down and enjoying a movie, and especially if in a movie or a, a play or anything else is written correctly, you should have a very good moment of intermission mm-hmm. where you have, like between, like, um, uh, Act 1 and Act 2 or Act 2 and Act 3, you should have an intermission yeah. because it recharges the audience. Right. You know, getting up, stretching your legs, walking around a little bit, getting some blood flowing, getting your mind back into it, mm-hmm. You, I think it would make the movie experience even better. I think so. Yeah. Cool. Next. Hmm. Astrology is dangerous. No. Fun. 
This Redditor says, it's very short, uh, belief in astrology is one of the most harmful attitudes in the world. It opens the door to absurd and unreasonable thinking and skepticism towards science. Thus, it paves the way for far more dangerous ways of thinking than esotericism. And for some reason, it is prevalent in my age group, which is mid-20s. I think what you are mistaking and what you're saying is you think people are too dumb to understand stuff. And that is, that is, that's pessimistic in a way, but also it is what it is. It is what it is. Look, if people enjoy it, you shouldn't tell, you shouldn't say we shouldn't do this because people aren't smart enough to understand that it's not real. That, okay, let me say this. It's like saying we shouldn't have violent video games because people won't be able to... Because violent video games... Because Grand Theft Auto turns kids into serial killers, which is not true. Exactly. Um, yeah, I don't think there's people... I hope not. I don't think there's people that take astrology like their religion. I'm sure there are. I really do. But that's okay. It's not the majority of people. Mm-hmm. Like, the exception like, is not the rule. We watched one of the episodes of the Orville. Mm-hmm. Um, this, this other planet of, hum- of humanoid people believed that, and we suspected it was the Geminis, but they called them Jiliacs or something. Yeah. Um, that this particular star sign turned... We're, we're all going to be bad. We're all bad people. Like, like murderous, horrible people. And would um, try and, try and, like, would do unnecessary C-sections to take babies out from the womb before they became, before they were born under that star sign. Right, right, right. Um, which is fucking crazy. I hope there were no holidays during that nine months before that. Yeah. Or, or any disasters. <laughs> so, and they, and they imprisoned all the Jiliacs. Yeah, all the people who were born under that. Under that star sign. Yeah. Um, which is fucking crazy. Mm-hmm. And I don't think we'll ever get to that point as a society. Right, but it also, I don't think if you believe in astrology, it means that you don't, like, believe in other sciences or it opens the door to it. Um, That's like saying marijuana is a gateway drug. Like, if you smoke marijuana, you're going to, next thing, be freebasing cocaine. And I will not freebase cocaine. (laughs) 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 Yeah, I think this person is uh, from a former Redditor. I think they maybe were... Chased off of Reddit or something. <laughs> That's what it says. Uh, yeah, I think this person might be just, might just hate astrology for some reason. Yeah, I mean, like... It, Someone might have broken up with this person because they were a certain star sign. Yeah, it doesn't matter. <laughs> I mean, like, it, it honestly, like, no, like, I don't think, like, people... Some people are very into astrology. Some people are not. Most people are not. I think it's fun. It's fun? It's really fun. So you don't ban something just because one or two people or 20 or 30 or, you know, 200 might not, like, accept that, like, uh, the Big Bang Theory was possible right. you because can, astrology. You can, you can play with astrology and still believe in, you know, modern science or at, yeah. still, like, understand that modern science is real, like, not believe in it because I don't think you – it's a fact. Like, you don't believe in facts. Facts are just facts. So. Yeah, it's like, okay, I believe in astrology, so I won't get a vaccination or – I believe in astrology, and I'm sick, and my sign didn't tell me to go to the doctor today, so I die and didn't get, go get antibiotics. <laughs> no, no, that shit happens. Like, right. you, yeah, they, they, whatever, whatever. There are plenty of people who are who don't believe in astrology and will reject 
Yeah, there are plenty of stupid people that... That reject that, science. Yeah, there are plenty of stupid people without astrology, so... Yeah. I think religion is more dangerous than astrology. There you go. Religion and, like, just a bunch of other shit. Like, people are like, oh, well, I, I don't believe in global warming because the, the, this political group doesn't. Like, the, the, none of them <laughs> like, are scientists. you're a fucking moron, fuck you. <laughs> yeah, none of them are scientists. Go They're, outside. Go, yeah, just go do other stuff. Um, all right, a lot of degrees are nothing more than pyramid schemes. Fair. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Sociology comes to mind. Yeah, what do you do with sociology besides teach sociology? It's like a, it's a fucking cycle. Pyramid scheme. <laughs> <laughs> it's this weird circular thing. <laughs> but I love sociology. I find it so fascinating. I do too. I love it. But I don't think, yeah, it's totally like it has no purpose other than to like make I mean, other I, sociologists. And it probably I, has purpose in, it, it has purpose in marketing for sure because marketing is really the study of how to get people to buy shit. Right. And how to like, how to psychologically trick them. But it's not, it, it is, it, it's as much psychology and a bunch of other shit as sociology. Mm-hmm. Sociology is interesting and I actually had a sociology professor say this when I was in taking a sociology class. The only job you'll get is teaching other sociologists. We real we might do a little market research here and there, mm-hmm. but it's not a career mm. other than if you want to be a teacher. Yeah, fuck that. There's a and there's a lot of other jobs like anything that you have to get a master's for to like be able to make any money at mm-hmm. is pretty much a pyramid scheme. Okay, yeah. Unless uh, except for being like a doctor, but you have to get a doctorate to be a doctor, right? Obviously, but like um, um, like a social worker. Yes, my sister's situation is kind of bullshit. Um, she did not need to spend another two years doing a thesis about um what was her thesis about i feel terrible that i don't remember that mm. but she did not need to spend another two years um and sixty thousand dollars or something insane to prove that she deserves a raise which is basically why she got her her master's right so uh next we're getting pretty close you got a couple more yeah <laughs> You will have a very strong opinion about this. All right. I finally watched Breaking Bad. It was insanely boring, and I don't understand why it's regarded as a perfect show by so many. I 100% agree. I can't get behind the characters. It's just not. I've, I've, I've watched a bit of it, and I, I honestly just have, like, like, it's just not, it's not highly entertaining to me. Um, but I am listening to American History Tellers on podcast right now, and they're talking about the Nazi um, atomic program. Mm-hmm. And you know who had that headed that up? Uh, Heisenberg. Heisenberg. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Heisenberg. So every time they talk about it, I think of him. And I'm like, and so it, it brings to mind, why did you pick Heisenberg as your, like, alias? You tried to think of, like, the, the most horrible pe- human being on the planet besides Hitler? I mean, Heisenberg. I don't know. I, I don't think Heisenberg was a horrible – well, he – he was a Nazi, um, but he was a Nazi in Germany at the time, and there were a lot of, like, that was just a prevailing thought process at the time. There were probably people who thought that in the United States. Mm. Um, I mean. Schindler was a Nazi. Technically. Technically. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, like, it wasn't like the U.S. was, like, this pure idyllic, you know, society. I mean, in the South, you had Jim Crow at its peak. 
And in the North, you had amazing, like there were a ton of people who thought the same thing that Nazis did. Yeah. Let's get back to Breaking Bad. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. Um, no, I, I just, uh, you loved it. I really got into it, yes. And I've, uh, it's on Netflix and I watch it from time to time. Mm-hmm. And I'm trying, I, I, it's a grind for me. It's a grind. It just feels like nothing ever happens, and it just isn't isn't fun. It isn't it isn't a it, and it's not supposed to be fun, but it's not just it's just not entertaining. It's it is a drama through and through, and for me, it was like I was on edge the entire time because I'm like, when is he going to get caught? Like I feel like nothing like that. I don't feel like they're the the cops are one step behind him at all. And I don't want to give it away because you're probably only like on only like season three or season four. Uh, the brother-in-law hasn't gotten killed yet. Yes. So, and the brother-in-law is trying to find Heisenberg, mm-hmm. but doesn't know right who Heisenberg is. So, um, yeah. But but as he gets closer to it, like you, st- I st- at least that's this is how I felt. Like I started like freaking out. Like what the fuck? How's this gonna pan out when he finds out? Ah. Yeah, I mean, like, I've already, like, worked that. I already know he's going to get closer to it. It's, it's, it's pretty much. And there's going to be the moment of realization for him that he realizes his brother-in-law mm-hmm. is Heisenberg, the man he's been searching for. I also know he's going to die at some point. I don't know who kills him. I don't know how that happens. Um, I forget. Um, it's been a while since I watched the show. I mean, like, the whole thing is, like, very much. I, I understand what's going to go on. It's just, I just, mm-hmm. I don't know. Like, a couple of seasons in, I'm in no way, shape, or form invested in any character in here. Mm-hmm. Um, Brian Cranston is said to be an extremely great actor for doing it. And I'm like, he's okay. Um, mm. it's, it's hit or miss, you know? I mean, like, okay. I, 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 okay. Um, um, if it's I, your joy, it's your joy. Yeah, I will say, I, I guess it's, it's just certain people that like, that like Breaking Bad. But I will also say that I think I was unemployed. And I binged Breaking Bad. So I got really into it. Like, I almost wonder if it's one of those things. Okay, so this this is, um, we don't watch TV in the method that we used to watch it. Even Breaking Bad being only 10 years ago, maybe. Maybe. A while, yeah. Um, when people used to watch it every week. Mm-hmm. That's not something we do anymore. We're no. binge or we're no. We binge it. And binging, like, like maybe that would have been bigger if I got into it to begin with and I found that weekly drive. But Mm -hmm. being able to turn it on at any time and watch an episode. It doesn't have the same value. It has no value. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Because I remember guys on the rigs, because I was working in the oil field at that time, um, guys on the rigs being, like, watching it or, like, oh, we've got to, like, I'm recording it and this kind of stuff. Um, Streaming wasn't as big back then. So, uh it was huge, but like I said, to me, it's just it's it's not my cup of tea. Mm-hmm. So, okay. Um, you want to do one more each? We can do a couple more. Um, I don't know where we're at for time. Uh, about an hour forty-two. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, do you have any of your own? Hmm. Oh. Um. Well, I think my big one was that Taylor Swift is okay. Um. Do you have one of your own? I did, and I said it went in the shower earlier today. I forget. People confuse patriotism with nationalism. Yes. Elaborate. So, 
if you're a patriot, you love your country. Mm-hmm. You're a nationalist. You love how your country looks to other countries. You're your external influence of your country. Yeah. I think, and I think part of nationalism is that you think your country is the only right country. Yes. I think as a patriot, you understand your country is flawed and you want to make it better. Right. It's, that's just generally part of what patriotism is. You mm-hmm. never think your country is perfect. Right. Whereas nationalism, you always think your country is perfect and there's nothing, you, the, the rest of the world is wrong and you are right. Right. Yeah. So, we believe, and, and I've heard this, like we should, um, patriotism is, if you, don't, if you don't support the troops, you're not a patriot. Mm-hmm. No, you're not a nationalist. Right. You can be a complete patriot and be completely against any war. Yes. To me, you can be 100%. I agree. Because there is nobody attacking us today. You can be a patriot and love your country and be like, we should not be in a war. In any place. Mm-hmm. Um. In fact, in fact, I'll say this. If you are a patriot, you should embrace the fact that other people, even if you do not agree with their, their, um, their cause, protest. Okay. So if you are, if you, the people who are patriots who are opposing BLM. Mm-hmm. Are they patriots? No. Because to love your country means you... You love un- your people. You understand the fact that your people in your country are protesting. And even though you don't agree with it, you understand it is their right. And they were... Especially if they were peacefully protesting. Right. I know not all of them are peaceful. That is not always the case. But also in that case, it's not everybody at that protest mm-hmm. that was violent and, right. and looting. And the people who were looting might not have even been part of that process. Mm-hmm. And if you're a patriot... That means you love your country and you love the people, the in, people it. in it. Right. And if there's a certain segment of people that is suffering mm-hmm. and that is struggling because of whatever reason, you want to help. You don't want to say like, oh, you don't really have those struggles. You're just you're just complaining to complain. Like, right. That's bullshit. Right. So the, the biggest thing about that is if you call yourself a patriot, you uh, to me, you have to be able to at any point say, you know, like – I don't agree with what you're saying, but I agree with your right to say it. Mm-hmm. Because that is part, well, for our country. Yeah, that's part of our, our idea of freedom of speech. Mm-hmm. So, to me, 100%, like, the, the thought process of, of being a patriot and being a nationalist are two extremely different things. And we, we intermingle them. Mm-hmm. And that is, um, it, it's unfortunate. I think that um, it's, I guess the other one would be like communism and socialism are the same thing. They're not. Yeah. They're really not. <laughs> uh, okay. I have, I have a simple one. Okay. Mint chocolate chip ice cream and chocolate ice cream are disgusting. Yeah, totally. I don't need them. Neither one of them? Neither. I do not like mint chocolate chip. Never have. Mm-hmm. Don't want it. Chocolate ice cream is not even close to my favorite unless it's Neapolitan. Napoleon or Neapolitan? Neapolitan. Okay. Um, and you get the, the and you get the perfect scoop of two in the pink and one in the stink. <laughs> what about vanilla? That's the top end. <laughs> That's the clit. <laughs> okay, yeah. So yeah, mint chocolate chip is I don't want my dessert to taste like fucking 
breath mints. Yeah. I that's that's not dessert to me. That's that's fucking weird. I want sweet, delicious decadence. Decadence. I want caramel. I want um I want cookie dough. I want just like really, really delicious things. And mint chocolate chip is not fun. Mm-hmm. I don't mm-hmm. want mint. I, the only mint and chocolate combination I like are Andy's mints. Okay. And I can't eat a whole bag of Andy's mints because that's just too much. But like one after a meal is great. Um, but mint and chocolate chip ice cream is meh. Very meh. And chocolate ice cream, I feel like nobody has gotten chocolate ice cream down right. Yeah, maybe. I, I, I've had some and... I don't know. I am the type of person who believes there is a difference between red velvet and chocolate cake. <laughs> it's a psychological trick of the food coloring. Whatever, man. It's a psychological trick Whatever. of the food coloring. Whatever. I'm, look. It's the same fucking thing. Okay. All right. All right. All right. <laughs> we're going to do this very soon. Okay. We're going to go to a store. Uh-huh. And we're going to buy a fucking red velvet cake. And a chocolate cake. And, and a fucking chocolate cake. And we're going to blindfold you. Yeah. The thing is... That is going to be on our next podcast. Here's the problem with that. Red Velvet Cake has cream cheese ice cream. All right. Ice let's, don't give me the icing. No icing? Yeah. We'll try it without the icing. I will make that, that as, as, as a caveat. Okay. We are going to make that as a caveat, and we are going to do this on our next podcast, which <laughs> I think we might be recording tomorrow since we're a week off. <laughs> True. And we're going to do a blind taste test of chocolate versus red velvet cake. Like during the podcast? During the podcast. Okay. We're going to bring a slice of just plain red velvet cake and plain chocolate cake. Well, I mean, we can have icing on it, and you can like give me the bite without the icing, and later I can eat the icing. Right. But for the podcast, we're just going to bring two slices. Yes. Yeah. Okay. I think we should do it. All right. Challenge um, accepted. You're going to get it wrong. Hmm. Let's make a bet. You want to make a bet? A gentleman's bet? A gentleman's Huzzah. Bet. Huzzah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, all right. So, guys, we are off to watch a meteor shower tonight. Yeah. It's going to be nice. It's going to be hot as fuck. Eh, it's fine. Yeah, everything is. We have ice water, and it's the sun isn't out, so it's... What, what's the temperature right now? Let's uh, probably 90 degrees. Fuck, man. What is it? It's still 92. Oh. The low is going to be 79 at like... 6 a.m.? 3 a.m. Yeah. All right, so we're going to go do that, guys. So we're going to sign off. Please, if you like the show, rate, review. Like and subscribe. Uh, it really helps us out. If y'all do that, we can get this out and like get more subscribers, get more people listening. Maybe we'll pay for some advertising at some point. Probably not. Whatever. But um, um, y'all have a... Uh, if you... you if oh. you need to contact us, you can email us at couple x couple couple. You can email us at couple xypodcast at gmail.com or DM us on our Facebook page at couple xypodcast. And y'all uh, be kind to each other. Listen and take care of each other, and we'll talk to y'all soon. Bye. Bye.